0: All right, welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm
1: Amir Malikpour.
0: And we're going to talk about New Gods number 9, July 1972, The Bug. The Bug. Amir, this is a great comic book.
1: Yeah, very surprising. Coming off uh, what I call the apex of Kirby's career, and uh, obviously it's hyperbolic, but this was awesome. It was a very fun comic to read. There was a lot of depth to it, more than I thought there would be.
0: There's just so much going on here in terms of like, the politics of the new gods, about um, uh, the new character we learn about and his whole life. Um, so much to dig into. Kirby was really at his peak at this point. Um, yeah. So the issue starts with um, just an amazing battle, yet another amazing battle as Forager leads forager, who's a bug leads his fellow bugs in battle to basically forage food. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you see the kind of cruelty that the bugs experience as they try to just survive. Yeah. They get gassed, they, they have to fight. I mean, it's just a nasty, brutish existence.
1: So my understanding from the first uh, few pages here, and correct me if I'm wrong, bugs live on New Genesis, like in the depths of underground New Genesis, right? And they're actually taking food from the new gods.
0: It looks like it, yeah.
1: And then what's so interesting, there's a part like on page four where it says, and the pursuit of the bugs, high fathers, Deadly monitors close in. High father's deadly mon. High, High father, isn't that guy a good guy? And then just like he
0: was a good guy.
1: I know. Yeah. I thought he was like uh, super. And then it's like they're using death vapors. High father, a new genesis living in heaven, is using nuclear weapons against the uh, poor people who live underneath.
0: New genesis. So yeah, you know what? Isn't that fuck that guy. Yeah, wait a minute. He was this man of peace, what? who loves all of humanity and, and the celestials, and yet here he is killing these creatures. What do you make of that? So here's
1: I know, like based on so far, here's what I know about High Father. He gets other people to do his dirty work and kill people for him. He vaporizes and uses nuclear weapons against poor people who live on the same place that he he technically rules. It's almost like his high father is sitting on a high, his own high horse, mm-hmm. the all father. And so, I, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming he's supposed to be a good guy, but I also think there's a lot of subtext here. Again, Kirby with the con. I'm realizing what people are saying, this is such a good book because I never, well, this is a superhero book, why would you compare it to like amazing underground books? or? But it's like, there's a lot of great stuff here.
0: I interpret this as a lot of, I'm kind of torn in two ways. I guess I see it as classist. He sees the bugs as being less than celestial and therefore not worth worrying about. That they're life or death just doesn't matter to him because they are less than he is.
1: Mm-hmm. And and the bug is pretty appropriate because they're bugs. They're nothing. Doesn't matter. We treat bugs like that. Human as human beings.
0: We stuff. Yeah, and, I, and they for food
1: from us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was exactly my second point. Is that he sees them as being um, just like insects. So just the same way that you might swat a fly he sees gassing them mm. as you know basically gassing to get the ants out of your bathroom or something
1: oh my god i didn't even realize that yes by the way sorry i interrupted you i didn't mean to but i'm i'm excited about this but yeah i didn't even that's a great point the gas is gassing the bugs you know the
0: nuclear weapons it's interesting um but yeah, I think you're onto something too about this being very, cla- very um, kind of him thinking of them as subhuman. Yeah. And they talk about that a bit a little further on when uh, we find out that forger's is the only one of the bugs that has free will, and therefore he's the only one that. Um, and, and you know, there's a big secret about him that we'll get to in a minute. Um, so maybe part of it comes from the hive mind versus individual minds. Mm. You know, that because they don't have free will, because they're all in service of, what's her name, the hive mother?
1: Yeah, hive mother.
0: That um, they're not free in the same way. But they clearly are, which is what's so interesting. They are, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I think something that you hit uh, really nail I mean, hit the nail on the head with is the caste system. Now, of course, every society, including ours, in some shape or form, has a caste system. But I feel like mm-hmm. the new god stories are actually they're they're pretty much adapted from from a lot of Indian mythology or Indian and based uh, stories about like gods and exchanging sons and things like that. And in India historically in the past, I don't know about now, has had caste systems to be okay and gods kind of like live above them. And so I don't know how much of this is Kirby making a political point, but I think it comes off as that way to me, but it's really interesting no matter what.
0: Yeah. And then as part of this, uh, the bugs are part of a larger war. Because when Mantis appears, we discover that not only is Forager and his people, his group of bugs, um, desperately fighting just to survive, but that Mantis is a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. adds a whole other element to it. Like there are different tribes, so to speak, or different hives of these creatures.
1: Yeah, I was just blown away by that. It's like, wow, Cur- uh, High Father with his death vapors. Hmm interesting and Yet yeah. again letting somebody else do the dirty work
0: well that's an interesting point too letting someone else do the dirty work
1: he sends to... A line yeah. way
0: to fight wars for him but he's a man of peace yeah but how much of a man of peace can he be if he has others fight his wars and um, if he goes to kill the creatures that are lower than him
1: yeah i mean i think dark made some points there the more i read the more i start to have sympathy for dark i'm saying at least in his conniving machiavellian way he's actually more honest yeah he's overt about everything he says what's on his mind that said he's also a dictator scumbag you know all that stuff <laughs> at least i, mean, I thought it's yeah yeah um, it's interesting but it's no paradise. Yeah, I wish there was a way we could have a two-party God system, huh? More than just a two-party God system, huh, Jason?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so relevant these days, too. Yeah, Um, anyways. I, I was also really struck by how much they have to fight just to survive. They get gassed, and then Forger swims, and he has to hide and like the urgency of the first five pages of this issue are just so powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for them to bring food back to the mound, mm-hmm. they have to go through so much. Like this, just incredible, like odyssey to survive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then juxtapose along with that is, sorry, did you want to make another point about no, that? No, no, I said no, 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 I'm no. We flip the page and then we see Orion and Lightray recovering from the war we dealt with last issue in the Death Wish of Terrible Turpin. Orion is just truly really tortured by what he went through. Yeah, he's all messed up. He's got kind of the braggadocio and anger, but you know, we see his face on page eight and he is still just completely fucked up.
1: Mm hmm. I like this Eve Donner, who's a playwright. He's all like, you know, I pay for this balcony with my plays. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what the significance of her is in these pages. Maybe just uh, uh, somebody to see like the, the darkness of uh, Orion as we'll see a little bit in the other pages. It's just interesting, like the conversation
0: that he has, you know? I was playing with her name. I wonder if her name has significance. Because Eve obviously implies Adam and Eve uh, birth or rebirth and the create, recreation. And then Donner is famous for being the Donner party where everyone died crossing the Sierra Nevada mountains. Um, and only a handful of people survived if I remember right. So she's could her name have some symbolism for rebirth and survival mm. i haven't gotten that maybe we, as we
1: get to their part a little bit further in the book maybe that'll reveal itself more
0: yeah she's a little bit i think that might be reading a little bit too much into it but she's she's a different character also than we've seen with kirby's other females in this story the yeah. human female. Story. Like
1: independent, uh, she's actually paying for like her own place. Kind of unafraid of Orion
0: for most of the issue. <laughs> yeah, she's intrigued by Orion. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And there's a lot to get into when we dig later into the issue. Um, so we yeah, get that really
1: much you. to say about these first few pages about with them
0: we get back to the hive
1: mm-hmm.
0: and again we see fights uh, even inside the hive, even though Forager has just gone to against, basically defy death to say, to save food um, his fellow bugs are still fighting him
1: mm-hmm.
0: he just can't catch a break he, his life is just vicious it's actually not that different from you might imagine people living in a in apocalypse
1: yeah it's right. It's right. He's got to fight for his own food, and yeah, it's interesting, right? It, it's actually like, in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm not saying apocalypse is good, but I almost feel like his area is actually, at least with apocalypse, it's like a, I don't want to say dictatorship is good, but at least if you screw around, you'll get hit. You know what to expect. Whereas in here, the new gods not only like vaporize him and kill him, and and then, but then they also let them kill each other. There's no rules, no one's helping
0: them. It's pure chaos. Yeah. And then we soon meet um, the Queen Widow. What an interesting name? She's not the Queen Mother, she's the Queen Widow.
1: Is it the Queen Widow or is it the Prime One that we meet?
0: We meet next to Queen Widow. Oh, you're right, this is the Prime One, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, in this amazing Jack Kirby costume, love that Jack Kirby costume, yeah,
1: impractical costume, <laughs> <laughs> always he, with the incredible headgear. Yeah, he is, he reminded me
0: of Galactus a little bit. I don't know, yeah. Well, and we never see what he actually looks like either. He looks he's like a
1: this human being, though. It doesn't to me, he's not a bug. Seems like him and forager are like the only ones that might be like humanoid type people well
0: this is where we we learn forager is different
1: yeah and um what's so interesting is that when forger takes his mask off he looks kind of crazy yeah he doesn't look like an i mean so we know he's different right but it's not revealed of what he is right
0: it's implied he's an eternal
1: yeah, but or, uh, we don't know if he's like dark side type of eternal or, you know, all father type. I don't know if he's good or bad. He looks kind of freaky, although he does do honorable things for the bugs. He's more honorable than the other bugs.
0: Yeah, he's, he's almost too honorable. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's his, his honor kind of makes him stand out. He, he treats them better than they treat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: A lot of fighting going on. Protect the colony, kill the invaders! And these invaders, I'm assuming, are uh,
0: New Genesis folks, right? This is the section that made me wonder if they are bug-sized or human-sized, because when he gets grabbed on page 12, panel 3 especially, but also before that, Mm -hmm. um, there's some giants there, and he's being squished like a bug. Oh, okay,
1: it might just be arbitrary enemies. I like yeah. uh, this is like another page. I'm looking at page twelve. Another page where like you kind of like segue from that battle into like the Eve Donner's balcony.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wait. great juxtaposition, right? Because you get these uh, massive battle scenes in the moment of absolute quiet. It's
1: like the only way you know in like the original Star Wars movie, and I think they might do it now too, where like when there's a transition from one scene to another you'll see like you'll transition from Tatooine to like a Death Star or something like just go from one to like something that's totally the opposite. I feel like this is the closest you can get in comics to that transition and in fact might have inspired something like that.
0: Well, yeah, uh, George Lucas actually was a co-owner of a comic store in New York City in the early 70s.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that. comics. Yes. Oh, Not only
0: was he a comic fan, but he was a big comic fan.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. So he, that, there's been a lot of controversy over the years about how much he's read of of Kirby and New Gods. I mean, obviously, the reference to the Force and the Source is, is something people comment on a lot. Uh, but there's a lot of um, a lot of elements of comics in there. I mean, um, you can see parallels between Darth Vader and Dark Side. Yeah, yeah. But this scene on pages uh, 12, 13, and 14 with Eve, Lightray, and mm-hmm. Orion, just wonderful to me. Um, it's staged brilliantly. Um, the way Kirby especially draws page 13, first with the overhead view, and then with the view of the people, then behind the people, he's really accentuating the drama of the, the way they're getting along. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting in that to see Eve intrigued by him. He's interesting, fascinating. There's something in that fierce and mangled face beyond anything I've ever written about. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, and then he opens his eyes and he's like, are you kidding me? I'm, uh, you know, I'm furious. The scene on page 15 looks like something out of an old-fashioned horror movie where we just see Orion's shadow as he's screaming at the top of his voice well vowing vengeance against dark side that's what i wrote down actually so the one interesting
1: there's a part where uh eve says like ah you know i'm not i don't scare i don't frighten easily you know i'm like a new york girl or you know like she is like an empowered woman and then when she goes to touch orion she's still not afraid of his ugly face and he opens up the eyes and you know, she's all being lovey-dovey. He's like, "What can you, you know, what is the heart? Can you get love? Even, can you feel love? And then he opens his guys. He's all like, you've withdrawn your soothing touch, madam. A pity, all flowery crud, ripped off by untimely fright. So she got scared and she just stopped like, and so even she's scared of him. And yeah, and I love the, on page 15 that you alluded to, she's all like, who is Orion? Uh, What have I just been toying with? And then light rays all well that would seem to fascinate you lady the presence of pure and total destruction i think this is the first time even light ray is like yeah that guy is not a it's not a kid's toy like he's not more like like you know when you when people like to have like tigers as pets or like you know like or like a shark as a you can't you cannot like make a shark into a pet they're not gonna you can't take maybe you know even a tiger to a certain point. Yeah.
0: You, yeah, so it's his nature to be vicious, to be brutal, to be uh, a destroyer. Yeah, and then
1: uh, uh, I think he, oh, it's just one more thing. Oh, I, I, one more thing is, I think he says, I don't have the exact words, but he says, um, you know, probably the, like Orion says, the closest thing I can get to love is on the battlefield. That's that's what gets him off.
0: Right, crazy. The violence really make him happy.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, and I think it's important too. His face is still brutalized. He's literally carrying the scars of his last battle Mm -hmm. with Kalibak.
1: Yeah, and I I know we might be. By the way,
0: I gotta say, just as as a side point. This is also what separates this from a standard superhero comic, right? We've seen Ben Graham go through a hundred battles drawn by Kirby and he always just bounces back. It never affects him longer term. Mm. There is Orion dealing with some PTSD from his fight. It's not just affecting him physically, it is really messing with his mind. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that the physical scars are going to linger, but the emotional scars are really going to linger. He has mm-hmm. gone through hell. And um, he wants to find some, what's the word? Redemption from going through hell, to, to, to come to some place of catharsis because of the hell he's been through. Mm-hmm. And he feels like, and, and you, you can almost imagine, you know, a soldier in a, in a hospital bed in World War II screaming, you know, hear me, Hitler, in in the end I shall be it shall be you and I, power against power, your death or mine. You know, you can almost imagine that. Um I, I just think that, that emotional pain that he feels is just very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I like the next, again, there's that transition again into the bug one. And here we see in the next scene is Mantis, who I like his design a lot. We just don't see that character very often. He's recruiting for dark Side. It's kind of interesting to me. In that, like, in a lot of ways, he's recruiting from the poor and the uneducated to go to battle for him, whereas in New Genesis is forgotten about them, the elite.
0: Yeah, isn't that (laughs) interesting?
1: I'm drawing a lot of conclusions based on what's going on now. (laughs) No,
0: I think that's a great insight. Um, I mean, that's so- He wants to to destroy New Genesis literally from within. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: I think what's interesting is like, he's not really fair to them either, but at least he's paying attention and asking them to go to war with them. Whereas in the high father and the elite, they just spit on them and don't even pretend they're those idiot bugs. They're nobodies. They're stupid. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And when he, when he says, you know, join with the swelling host and see wonder upon wonders, he's kind of standing up there. It, It feels like a Hitler rally. Yeah. So, so some totalitarian leader saying, "Join me or die." Basically, join me because I'm yeah. going to protect you. And then they kill the prime one, huh? I don't even know why. Why would they kill the prime? Prime one. This is the section that I found so kind of cryptic. Mm-hmm. So we see the prime one. He's um, we're told be basically being taken to his destiny or he's going to be killed. And it's the way of the hive that the, that the prime one is killed. So a new prime one can take his place. Um, I don't know what to make of that scene.
1: I mean, now that you mentioned in terms of cryptic one, I mean, the only way I could really take away from it, again, I don't know if that's, that's Kirby's point, but like you're, you're killing the wisdom and the humanity or, you know, quote unquote, humanity of the bugs to replace it with the new evil one so you would think that you know from all these folks i think the prime one and of course forger when he took off his mask you know that they are some type of eternal god the rest of them are like you know just normal bugs and so i think what could have happened was at least they were the remnants of all father or like new genesis people trying to bring good to these folks you know maybe like some of the people who sacrificed them them, their lives to come down and help the bugs. Whereas in now it's happening the other way when quote unquote Hitler or the Nazis are invading this country. I think of it as a colonization. There are a lot of like, you know, a lot of middle Eastern countries like India, like a lot of these places with people who were taken over. It doesn't, you know, they'll fight for each, either side. I, I know that like, like for example an example of that is iran like or like one of the countries around there like if germany took over they would be fighting for germany if russia took over they'd be fighting for russia if england took over they you know so it's interesting how like they're replacing the one uh their plant with another one uh, that could be it
0: they're willing to collaborate because they're playing a different game Yeah. Uh, So we find out that that Forger is not a bug, even though he claims he is. Um, And so we have this really weird ritual sacrifice and everything blows up, which is just so interesting also. And then we go back to Earth and have this crazy scene where, um, well, uh, it doesn't start crazy. It starts kind of very dramatic where Eve says, basically, Orion... You got to repent of your ways because you 're going to die otherwise, whatever you do, dark side will use it against you. Mm-hmm. Orion says, yeah, we don't care, although i 'll pay for victory with death, I shall seek out seek you out in the final moment, like this kind of weird, romantic thing, and then you'll have a choice of g- treating you with scorn or with a tear. It's just such a fascinating little moment there yeah
1: love a lot of the Passive-aggressive self-pity there from Orion. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry yeah, right? for me. Goodbye noble monster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not death or scorn of sympathy I wish for you, but only what you have unfinished here a time of peace. I
1: think that line makes me really sad because I can see where Kirby was going for this on the ending that he never got to do the ending he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, you know what's I'm, funny about page uh, 22 panel four, they come mm-hmm. to that scene and you know, that's Lincoln. It looks like Kirby.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does. I think that scene is drawn beautifully too. Yeah, it is
1: a nice scene. It's actually not, it doesn't look like Kirby to me.
0: No, I agree.
1: It's like Frank Quietly or something.
0: <laughs> Good luck arresting Orion and Light Lightray too. Yeah. I don't think that's going really work out the way they want. No. And then we get this amazing kind of breathless three page yeah. sequence of Forger coming to Earth. Mm hmm. Yeah, and he's gonna I get just more battle. There's so many little touches in this sequence. They're wonderful. Like page 24, panel two, he cuts off uh, Forger's the side of Forger's head because he's going so quickly through the panel. It's almost like the panel can't contain him. Mm-hmm. The next panel, you only see like him from the back, and it, his um body is like dancing out of the panel as all the spears are being thrown at him. Mm-hmm. It's just so Ridiculously dramatic.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And yeah. I mean, now he's going to get zapped into Earth. Yeah, what's going to happen? I have no freaking idea. Looks like he's going to hang hook up with Orion. I actually, uh, so I've read, um, have you read the, what is that one with, um, where Forager and Orion and like a bunch of superheroes, uh, get together, even with Darkseid, to fight a different battle. I forget Are you talking uh, about Minola?
0: Yeah, Cosmic Odyssey.
1: Cosmic Odyssey. That's the first time I actually found out about these characters. I love that book, so it's just interesting to see this.
0: Yeah, it's a great comic. Um, yeah. And so we will soon find out what happens.
1: Yeah. That the next one has my favorite co- uh, cover of a New Gods comic, issue number
0: ten. Earth, we'll- Doom Dimension. Oh, that's an amazing cover.
1: I, I I just noticed the background of that cover. Anyways, we'll talk about it next week. Maybe we can talk about the cover next weekend. uh
0: I, I'm so happy we got to spend a whole week uh, waiting for this one and talking about this one. I feel like. New Gods 9 gets kind of missed when people talk about the comic, but it is another just astonishing issue.
1: Yeah, it's great. I loved it.
0: (laughs) Me too. Thank Thank you,
1: Amir. Thanks, Jason.
0: Oh, thank you.